0: are you living it is officially draft week uh the day that we're recording it is four days until the start of the nfl draft and let me tell you what i am freaking ecstatic for it i cannot wait it's something we've been waiting we've been talking about for months it's finally here mr justin treese how are you doing and how are you feeling
1: feeling great what 72 hours away from um trevor lawrence being a jag uh i was talking with one of my buddies like i have no idea what they're going to do at 25 which is exciting 33 45 like there's so many holes that like i don't know if i can really truly be disappointed so i'm um, super excited just to see how everything goes um big rumors coming out of uh san francisco today yesterday for people listening um you know it's down to the final two at this point it's it's mac jones or trey lance and I know, I know, Austin, you're saying, I know it's Mac Jones, but like deep down, I just want it to be Trey Lance. I just want it there.
0: (laughs) See, that's what, that's what you want. And that's what a lot of other 49ers fans want as well. But you know, until you realize and accept the fact that Mac Jones is the guy that, that Kyle Shanahan wants, it's going to be hard to accept it. And when you look at Mac Jones, that is the quarterback that Kyle Shanahan wants. That's the type of quarterback he's had, um, a lot of success with you know what I mean. You look at a Kirk Cousins, Kyle Shanahan was able to make that work. You know what I mean? You look at Matt Ryan, he was definitely able to make that work in a two-year sit that he had him in Atlanta. Shit, one of those years they went to the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan was an MVP. They were up 28 to 3 against the New England Patriots. Inevitably lost the game. But I mean, shit, you were winning. That's the type of quarterback that Kyle Shanahan wants. He thought he could have got it in Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo cannot get the ball out of his hands. He cannot stay healthy. He's not very accurate. It's just, it wasn't working out. So let's go get a guy who, you know, makes quick reads, gets the ball out of his hand, throws with anticipation. You don't have a guy that's going to go rogue and, you know, make things happen with his feet. But if need be, if need be, he can. And Mac Jones can do that when he ran a 4 seven forty. Some people might be like, hey, what well, was hand time? So it's really like a 4-8. Hey, newsflash, that's still pretty fucking quick. So, I mean, I don't. I'm not that upset with Mac Jones. I've kind of really just bought into it as a person standing on the outside. I think he's going to be a successful one. I think 49ers, 49ers fans, excuse me, 49ers fans are uh, really going to be regretting this in the next couple of years because it's just one of those things where you're, you're hating on a guy so much before your team has even picked him. And it's like, well, he played with all this talent in Alabama. Hey, maybe he helped all the talent that was there, you know, two had success as well. But I mean, when Mac Jones took over that offense, it felt like it reached kind of another level. In my opinion, maybe that's just me talking. But at the same time, Mac Jones also played quite a bit the year before, too, because they were up so much in like the first half that Tua was wasn't playing full games of football. And Mac Jones was playing, you know, it seemed like just equal amounts uh, with how well Alabama was playing and winning games. So Mac Jones, the, the San Francisco 49ers, it just it makes too much sense now. And everyone at a level that I respect that is covering the NFL draft is putting them there in mock drafts. I don't know why we would sit here and disagree with it or think that they're they're blowing a smoke screen when we already know what the first two picks are as they pick third.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, we've talked about this numerous times. It doesn't make a ton of sense on why they would do a smoke screen. So I don't know. There's just something something that just is like Trey Lance can take this offense to yet another level. Um, and maybe that's just me just really liking Trey Lance though. So all right. Um you know, we'll we're gonna do our go into our mock draft um, today, our last one obviously because it's the last episode before the draft actually happens. Uh, but we have some teams we want to talk about, but we'll just talk about them as we're going through the mock draft. But before Absolutely. that, I do have a tree, Civia, another player A, player B. So let's just dive right into it. So Austin, player A. Um, these are receivers. So. Has 11,746 receiving yards, 79 touchdowns, 886 receptions, 13.3 yards per reception, and a 65.9 completion percent or catch percentage. Say that again 60, what? 65.9 catch percentage almost nice almost okay player b uh 12,896 receiving yards okay 60 receiving touchdowns 848 receptions 15.2 yards per reception and catch rate of 64.2 so Long story short. Long story short. Player B has a hundred. What is that? Or sorry, a thousand one hundred, like eleven 1, hundred yards, basically eleven 1, hundred yards more. Math, um. Yeah. Yep. Math. Uh. Receiving <laughs> touchdowns goes to player A by nineteen. Um. Receptions also goes to player A by another just under forty, about thirty eight. Um. Yards per reception actually goes to player B by almost a full two yards per reception. And then catch percentage goes back to player A by a point and a half. So overall there's five stats player A won three of them player B won two of them, but it is the receiving yards and yards per reception.
0: So when looking at this, the only thing I can think of is that player B is a go-to target down the field very often. Like it is kind of his go-to guy, but player a is also, you know what I mean? He doesn't have the yardage that's there, but he's a target in the red zone clearly because he has 19 more touchdowns, um, his completion or his catch rates higher, like you said, and his receptions are higher as well. I'm looking at this and i just, I'm going to pick a, even though player B has more yards, And more yards per reception, I feel like A is somehow probably more involved in the offense, even though he has less yards. Somehow that makes sense in my mind with the amount of receptions.
1: So that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, so just like how I asked last time, are either one of these players Hall of Famers? Uh, You
0: son of a gun.
1: These are career wise. These are career wise.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Both, one of
1: them. What, what are you thinking?
0: Let's just say both. Okay. I mean, you both have over ten thousand receiving. You both have over eleven thousand receiving yards. You're over fifty touchdowns. Almost at a thousand receptions. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta um, give it to you.
1: Okay. So, and just not that this really matters because it's so close, but just giving you context. Uh, player A has played in four games more than player B.
0: Okay. Played four more games? Correct. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's who I went with. So, yeah, I'm picking A, okay. even though that four other games probably gets you a couple more touchdowns and receptions, but you're still not making it on the yards. I'm, I'm giving it to him, though. Maybe I'm being too generous,
1: but that's what I'm doing. Okay, cool. Do you want to try to guess who these players are? Well, They're both retired, though? No.
0: Son of a gun. There's one Julio Jones.
1: One of them is Julio Jones.
0: It's going to be player B. He's got less touchdowns. Yep. Okay. And is player A still playing, or is he retired? He is still playing. Oh, no he's got to be Larry Fitzgerald nope I mean he's got to be an older receiver correct so it's not AJ Green there's no way it's AJ Green
1: it's not AJ Green
0: I think who else is older no one on San Francisco nobody with the Rams Seahawks no Uh, Cardinals Nars said we on the Texans, Colts, no. Jacksonville, no.
1: Tennessee, no. Just for reference, he's the same age as Julio Jones.
0: That doesn't help me because that doesn't mean same draft class. Correct. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna. You're gonna tell me to be like, oh, duh, but
1: Antonio Brown.
0: Oof! Uh, oof! Good thing uh, I stopped going through teams because he's
1: not currently on one. So correct. <laughs> <laughs> I almost gave it away by being like, "Well, he kind of retired last year. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> or two years uh, ago, whatever that wow. was." Wow! So, yeah, there you go. Little little action of Antonio Brown, Julio Jones. Small receiver compared to big freakish receiver just shows how good who, um, Antonio Brown was for so long with the Steelers.
0: Yeah. Still the like in Julio Jones having that many yards is nuts. Yeah, for sure. You gotta oh, love it. Yeah. Hey, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, let's go ahead and now get into the, the heart of the episode We are going to be doing our last mock draft. I know Treece already said that. Uh, So we're going to try and get into this before my laptop dies because my dumbass did not bring a charger. So Treece, just a heads up here. um, Number one, first pick on the board, it's Jacksonville. I'm going Trevor Lawrence. We all know it's locked in. It's been locked in for months. You're welcome, Jacksonville. Go have fun with your franchise quarterback. Just don't mess it up.
1: Yep. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, Player two, let's just keep it boring here. Uh, Zach Wilson and BYU, they get their franchise quarterback.
0: There it is. Pick number three. So much controversy around this pick. We already dove into it. It's Mac Jones. Just accept it. He's going to be the guy. He's probably going to be very successful in that offense with Kyle Shanahan. You have weapons. Just enjoy it. Just have fun
1: and quit being so freaking damn negative. Love it. Love it. Okay. Uh, Pick four. We got a trade here. So I, as the Chargers, as the Los Angeles Chargers, I traded up from pick 13 up to pick four with the Atlanta Falcons. And we have Justin Herbert pounding the table saying, I want my old left tackle back. Him and I did special things at Oregon. I want him protecting my blind side. Give me Penny Soul. And he is now with the Los Angeles Chargers.
0: Boom, everyone thought the Falcons, rumors of trading away Julio Jones. It's not happening right now because they are moving back in the draft. Don't have to worry about going Kyle Pitts. Kind of crazy where he ends up falling here. But next pick, the Bengals at number five. You just lost the left tackle that you wanted. Guess what? Joe Burrow gets his, his teammate, his favorite target as receiver in college, Jamar Chase. You love to see it here. That receiving core for the Bengals is
1: good. Yeah, that's dangerous right there. All right, we got our second trade here. And this is a trade that Austin wanted to do. So he, as the Broncos, trades up with the Dolphins here. So the Dolphins move back down to nine. So from three to 12 to six to nine. That is what the Dolphins have done this offseason. And that leaves the Broncos picking who, Austin?
0: Uh, The Broncos are now taking Justin Fields. Uh, They get their quarterback. There's been discussion about Drew Locke. You're wanting him to develop. He was a second-round pick. It just doesn't seem to be happening as quickly as you want. You have weapons on that offense. Get a guy to come in that takes over who's a proven winner. You get that in the Big Ten. You get that with Justin Fields, and that offense is going to be so good. Even in the AFC West, those matchups are going to be a fun
1: one to watch next season. And Jerry Judy becomes what everybody thought he was going to be coming out of the draft. Um exactly. He had like one of the records of like most off target passes last year. And the and it was just ridiculous. Plus, no Sutton. Um, Carlin Sutton, like Judy's gonna go off if they have Justin Fields next year. Um, okay. all right. Moving to pick seven, and what do you know? We have our third trade of the day already bow, in bow, seven. Bow. And we have the Detroit Lions trading back to 15 with the New England Patriots. Look at that. Patriots all the way up into the top seven, and they select Trey Lance, North Dakota State quarterback. They get their guy. Um, They got their tight ends. They got some good running backs. Now they got their quarterback of the future, and it's going to be one of those things where New New England – it's just back at it again.
0: Yeah, um, and this is, I mean, rumors, speaking of Julio Jones, I brought him up a little bit ago when we were talking about the Falcons trading back in the smock draft here. Uh, new England could very well be a team. I mean, they have 11 picks. They're going to use some of them here to move up to this spot to get their quarterback in the future. The news with the Atlanta Falcons is that they're wanting to trade picks for next year because that draft process is going to be smoother. You have a new regime, and there's a question mark of, can you afford to pay your – Draft class this year with the cap hell that you're currently in. You trade away Julio Jones, you get picks for next year. You get to continue to build this team with the new regime, the new head coach, general manager, and continue to go and stay young and move forward with Matt Ryan as your quarterback until you're ready to replace him, which is probably going to be another three or four years down the road. But this is a great pick here by the New England Patriots. If they can find a way to land Trey Lance and trade for Julio Jones, they're back on top in the AFC East, or at least pretty freaking close.
1: Pretty close to it. Absolutely. Um, all right. So now we are moving down to pick eight and what do you know, the Panthers just sit tight. They don't trade a first rounder for a quarterback. They get their quarterback and Sam Darnold with a second round pick. They just sit there. They just say, let all these teams fight for quarterbacks. We got ours and let's just let the best offensive weapon fall in the draft right into our laps. And they get Kyle Pitts to just come in here team him up with Christian McCaffrey with Robbie Anderson with DJ Moore. And now all of a sudden this has one of the best offensive skill. If I would say it is the best offensive skilled team in the NFL at this point. Oh, most, most definitely. I would completely agree with that. Um, all right, let's move on to the dolphins. So as we said, they moved from six to nine with that trade with the Broncos and wonder what they're still going to take a wide receiver. They, in our eyes, they felt comfortable with um that Devontae Smith would end up falling. After Jamar Chase went at five, they said, okay, we know that either Pitts or Devontae Smith is going to fall to us, and we feel comfortable with either one of them. Obviously, Pitts just got snaked right in front of them. They end up getting Devontae Smith. So they've they've racked up some draft picks and still get the number two, arguably the number two wide receiver in this draft class.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have to love it. Like the fact that you you traded back three times at this point and you get the guy that people were deeming that you were going to take anyways at pick three. So now it's just like, hey, we're just, we've are just moved back. We moved up. We've moved back again. We have all these draft picks. We still get to add to our offense. We get to his teammate in college. It, it, this is a fun time to be a freaking Miami Dolphins fan. At, let's say this takes
1: place hundred percent would be a lot of fun all right let's move into number 10 the dallas cowboys uh this has been chalk in every one of our mocks actually all three mocks we've had this pick and it's patrick sertain um from alabama cornerback uh top defensive player um taken in this up in this draft and you wonder what they need it They desperately need it. Um, The Cowboys are going to have, or sorry, the Cowboys, the Giants have weapons and the Cowboys are going to have to find a way to slow that down. Uh, Washington's doing whatever they can to do to get offensive skill weapons um, on the field as well. So they need people that can cover wide receivers, tight ends, running backs. It doesn't matter. That's what Patrick Sertain does. Um, And so I think this is a great, great pick for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the guy, it's the guy they desperately need. You gotta fix that defense. It was awful last year, even when Dak was healthy. You guys were going down big in games. You get to the second half. I stopped watching. I come back after, you know, a little cat snooze and maybe a snack, a couple drinks. It's like holy shit, the Cowboys are back in it. What's going on? Dak goes down to the injury. Defense didn't get any better. Of course, quarterback play goes down. It was just a shaky year for the Cowboys. This is their opportunity to bounce back. You got a good pick here with a load of team that's already there. You've spent a ton of money on the defense. You went secondary last year in the draft as well. And now you add to it. You're going to be even better. I fully expect them to win the division, but that's another episode for us to get into. At pick 11, I am up now after Chase's last three straight picks. Uh, the New York Giants, I almost said Miami Giants for some reason. The New York Giants are taking Micah Parsons. David Gettleman is not going to look at a linebacker like this with this amount of talent and let him pass. This is the guy he wants for his defense, the guy that's going to run it from here on moving forward. It's going to be scary. It's going to be fun. And New York's getting something special built there as well. And David Gettleman's quietly doing a good job. Maybe everyone's not hit yet, but the pieces are there. They just got to continue to develop and improve. So I like this for the Giants.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. You got you. We talked about their defense quite a bit last year, how it was pretty good. Um, this just solidifies it even more. So um, they need to get those off off uh, side linebackers ready to attack these running backs. And this division has them in Antonio Gibson, obviously Zeke, and then Miles Sanders. They they have to be able to tackle um, in the open field. That's what Parsons can do. Um, moving off into the Eagles. And they get the second cornerback off the off the board here in J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. Uh, J.C. Horn, he is a stud. There are a lot of rumors that the Giants do like him as well. So um, I'm sure the Giants are going to be like, ah, that sucks. We got our guy. But the guy that we like, probably second best, now goes to a division <laughs> rival here. Uh, but teaming him up with Darius Slay, uh, just making sure, again, the NFC East, there's some Damn good wide receivers with the Cowboys and the Giants. you got to be able to uh, guard the pass. So um, I really like this for the Eagles.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a big need, just like we talked about with the Cowboys. So with the amount of weapons that are there and that division on the receiving end, you got to fix that issue as well. Uh, the Eagles have plenty of holes, plenty of things to address. This is at least the start.
1: Yeah. Um, is it weird that I kind of think that the Eagles could be like – a lock for a top five pick next year? No, not at
0: all. I don't think Jalen is going to be any good.
1: I don't, like, I, I think he's going to be exciting. I think he's going to be good for fantasy, but, like, I think he's going to make a lot of mistakes, and I, this team's just getting so old. Like, they're just like, getting what, so yeah, old. What does the offense have?
0: Miles Sanders? Who That's do you it. have at receiver?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> like Jalen Rager?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I kind of think that, like, <laughs> there could be a race between like the lions and the Eagles for like in that top, like three, like, those are the three team or the two teams that like I'm looking at and I'm like, yeah, I just don't see it. I don't see how you can be any good.
0: Them and the Texans if Deshaun Watson does not play like, Those are the three. Yeah. Honestly, um,
1: even if, even if he does play, honestly. Yeah. He can only do so much. And and they let Will Fuller go. Like, who is he throwing the ball to?
0: Fuck, I keep forgetting that. He's with Miami now.
1: He's with Miami on a one-year deal. Son of a gun.
0: I keep forgetting that Will Fuller's not there either. Yeah. I mean, is he just going to keep throwing to Brandon Cooks? (laughs) Have fun with that. He's probably going to be concussed. Sorry. Yep. But – uh, let's get into this next pick here. Uh, the Atlanta, or excuse me, the Los Angeles chargers are originally set to pick here at 13, but they made the trade up earlier in the draft to get Penny Sewell, their left tackle, of the future to protect his former quarterback, uh, at Oregon. Now his new teammate, teammate as well. And it works out for them. The Falcons trading back. Hey, you get the guy you've been needing. You've, you've missed on it the last couple of years. You missed it with the last regime. Maybe this one can get it right. You're taking Jalen, Jalen Phillips, the edge rusher out of Miami. Uh, you trade down, you get to acquire more draft picks, which is great for the new general manager. You get to continue to build on this team, and you get someone that can immediately help your defense um, right away. Immediately, right away, same thing. I get it, but that's the impact that he can make. Um, find a way to keep Julio Jones if you can. Yeah, cap situation is going to suck. That offense is fine, in my opinion. You, the last regime spent enough draft picks on the offensive line to fix it. The weapons are there. It's the defense that's the issue. They can't stay healthy. You got to find a way to keep that defense healthy and continue to find ways to pressure the quarterback. You have it um, in your defensive tackle. Treese, his name is slipping my mind. Please help me. I think it's Grady Jarrett. Uh, it is. Brady. Okay, so Grady Jarrett. you pair him, you pair him up with Jalen Phillips. Hey, that's fun. That is a fun duo right there for Atlanta, especially in that division with how tough it's going to be here these next couple of years moving forward. You got to find a way to pressure Tom Brady. You can do it here with getting Jalen Phillips and trading down in this mock draft.
1: 100% agree if it was not for concussions jalen phillips i think would be a lock for a like, top eight pick like you're probably he would yeah. not even be questions so all right moving on we got 14 sorry go ahead no you're good go okay sorry um all right i didn't got out oh you're good you're good um at 14 the Vikings. Get the number two left tackle in the draft. He slides all the way down to 14 and they get Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. I mean, that's just falling right into your laps. Like that's really what it is. Um, you kind of get that feel of when the Eagles took Jalen Rager and Justin Jefferson's fell. I'm sure everybody's seen that video of the Vikings in their in their war room. And then all of a sudden it was just like, Wait, they just took to a chill. all right, just go submit the card right now. It's Justin, Je- Justin Jefferson. <laughs> submit it right now. And then, like, they announced it immediately after. Speaking of that, I'm like, I mean, let's see. I did that on draft day. I mean, I'm three days away from having to retweet my Justin Jefferson, no matter what, Jacksonville at pick 20, and yet they didn't do it. So um, that's going to be fun times to remember that. Um, but anyways, Vikings, number two left tackle, pretty I mean, that's a sweet deal for them at 14.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you talk about guys falling down in the draft here. I mean, Rashawn Slater falls to 14. Don't forget about the guy, Jalen Waddle, the other really good receiver from the University of Alabama, broke his ankle to start the year. This is a guy who probably would have had just as good, if not a better season of Devontae Smith uh, with those numbers. If you would have played the full season, the Lions, they traded back earlier with the Patriots from seven all the way to 15, acquired more draft picks for the future. Um, with that new regime, that's there as well. But now you get Jalen Waddle, you get that receiver for Jared Goff. You get a guy who's a good route runner, who has speed, um, is going to make things happen for that offense because you need it. Like you finally got a running back in DeAndre Swift. You did it last year. Your defense, you got to find a way to continue to build on that. But if you get a receiver like Jalen Waddle at pick 15, you're sitting here laughing at the draft board like the uh, Minnesota Vikings toward
1: last year. Yeah, 100%. I think Lions fans would be so excited over this. I mean, if you're trading from set 15 to seven, so you're trading back eight spots, like you know, you've got at least another first round pick next year like minimum yeah um so they're going to be going into next year with three first rounders plus they just got Jalen waddle who's easily the fastest player in this year's draft so finally getting a weapon that this team clearly does not have because they need they need so many weapons um moving on to 16 though the cardinals this was a tough one i mean you feel like the cardinals when you look at mocks like they could go any any route, and it feels like a lot of people go a ton of different routes with them. And I end up just saying, "Wonder what?" I think it's time that they just go and get some more offensive weapons here. Uh, let's let's try to get um, Murray just as many weapons as possible. And I'm going to give him Kadarius Tony out of Florida. Uh, we talked about how, last episode how he was barely out of our top fives, and that was more just because I just didn't know if like he was able to run. Precise routes and like timing routes and whatnot, which he easily can. Right, I just like the other guys more, but like the way that Murray plays and scrambles and like they have to just run around and just make plays. Like DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, amazing at it. Kadarius Tony, also amazing at it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have to love it. The fact that you know the Arizona Cardinals continue to add to this offense with this receiving weapons, uh, and you get a guy like Kadarius Tony with. You know, it's something we kind of talked about last episode, or maybe we talked about it on air when we were doing this mock draft together. Is that like, hey, uh, what you wanted Christian Kirk to be and Andy Isabella to be clearly just isn't panning out. Get a guy right here in round one to add to that offense to help out Kyler Murray and continue to run that Cliff Barry's offense and be an intriguing part in it and have fun and make it be exciting because this division's going to be tough. And the only way for you to continue to do this um, and win and compete is to get a guy like Adarius Tony, and you do that immediately. Next up, the Las Vegas Raiders. It might sound a little different. I'm just going to be honest. Technical difficulty. My dumbass didn't realize that I forgot to uh, bring in my laptop charger. So I let my laptop die. I said, Patrice, we've got to pause. We got to stop after the Cardinals pick. I got to go new one. So if I sound different, that is why not get a new one. Go get my charger. So I had to go from the house to the office. But here we are, and here we is ready to go with the Las Vegas Raiders picking at number seventeen. They are going to fix a desperate need, something they've been searching for for years. They've been trying to plug in free agency with some cheap deals. It's just not working out. They get their guy, though, right here, a linebacker safety type of duo, just a defensive player, right? We didn't know how to label Isaiah Simmons last year. That's kind of how it feels with this guy, Jeremiah Owosu Koromara. Hey, seems to be several ways to pronounce that name. That's the way I've heard it. That's the way I pronounce it. Call him Joke, the old Joker, old Joke Jock. He's going to fit in perfectly with the Raiders. It's going to be fun to watch him in that division if this is how it works out. Every mock draft that I've seen, this is where this guy falls. So if you're, you're John Green and you're Mike Mayock, just don't mess it up. I mean, that's that's really it. Just don't mess it up. If this guy's here, take him. Help your defense. You can get guys at other positions later in the draft because everything seems to be pretty deep uh, in terms of depth, I should say, for positions that you can find later rounds. But a guy like this, you're not going to find again. So you better get him while you can right here at number 17 in the middle of the draft. Yeah, I love
1: it. Um, with them dropping their entire offensive line, it feels like it kind of feels like offensive line could be, especially the way this draft fell, like felt like line bat, lineman could have been it. Um, also, I'm just saying that because I really want Ouse, um over to the Jags. Like, I I think that's like my dream pick at 25. So I really want him to fall as well. So maybe that's just me, you know, being pessimistic, I guess. Um, but let's move on to the Dolphins for their second first round pick of the day. And let's not forget, they traded back down to nine, got Devontae Smith, now up again at eighteen, and now they're going to go on the opposite side and try to get a pass rusher, and they're going to take Quitty Pay out of Michigan. I am a big Quitty Pay guy. I think that he is going to do great things. I I legit, I think he is. I kind of feel like he's the most pro ready of just the edge rushers, not in like getting after the quarterback, but like against the run, just like overall player, like with the least amount of question marks, I kind of feel like that's mm-hmm. what you Pay for me.
0: Like, he's going to come in and just make plays. You know what I mean? It might not be in sacks, but he's going to hold the end. He's going to stop the run. He's going to – you know what I mean? You're not getting anything around him. You're not going to get by him. I, I hope you're right because that is a huge pickup for the Dolphins, um, especially at this pick right here, at 18. Next up, the Washington football team. Hey, you lost Trent Brown last year. You weren't able to replace him this year, of course. Now you can right here with Christian saw the offensive tackle from Virginia Tech. I think this fills up your left tackle need for the future – I don't know what you're doing at quarterback. You know what I mean? Is, is Fitz magic really going to be the guy we don't know you're expecting him to be for at least a year. In my mind, this means you're probably taking a quarterback in round two or you're somehow trading back up into the first round to get a guy. Uh, or maybe you just – this is one of the teams that we were talking a little bit ago with Tracy, you know, like Maybe this is a team that just kind of stinks and they're at right back at the top of the draft next year you know, to get their guy of the future. Uh, maybe that's kind of the plan here is just let's build around it. Ron Rivera's got something special brewing. You just got to get that quarterback, though.
1: 100 percent and i said this last episode christian deso i love him i think he is awesome um bears now up at pick 20 this is where things started getting interesting when we started picking uh we had a long conversation about this pick specifically like how many routes they could go i end up going one to what they got rid of kyle fuller they need another cornerback let's go with arguably the best cornerback in this draft class just has question marks about injury and that's caleb farley out of virginia tech if the dude is healthy you just gotta steal at pick 20 absolute yeah. steal
0: and i mean if you're a virginia tech fan i mean shoot you got him going back to back here in this draft so uh you're welcome to pretty good situations as well uh next up the indianapolis colts they need to fix their left tackle spot the guy retires Fix it right here with old Tevin Jenkins at Tevin Jenkins Oklahoma State. Excuse me. He said he's been on record to say he's more comfortable on the right side. We've seen guys, these guys are athletic enough to where, hey, you can play both sides. You can switch. I've heard it's, you know, it's asking a guy to go from right-handed to left-handed. Well, if you practice hard enough and you try long enough, you're going to figure it out. You know what I mean? It might not be pretty, but over time, you're going to figure it out just like you did with your right hand, uh, especially when you're getting paid millions of dollars. You're an athlete. You'll get it figured out here. This is a good pickup for the Colts. You help protect Carson Wentz and you continue to build uh, that offensive line because you don't want the same mistake to happen as it did with Andrew Luck. I'm not saying Carson Wentz is Andrew Luck, but I am saying if you got a quarterback, you want to protect him, you want him to stay back there and make plays, especially when you got a guy like Carson Wentz who has been sacked several times over his career. Give him a fresh start, give him something to be excited about, and give him time to throw the football.
1: Excuse me. I, and this, I said football.
0: Oh. I meant I was going to do like foosball or football, and I couldn't make the decision in my head quick enough. So it came out weird. I just needed to clear the air.
1: You're good. You, you are totally fine. Um, I also think this pick locks in Jonathan Taylor as a top seven running back in fantasy, somewhere in that area. Mid, mid first round pick. Takes notes. <laughs> so um, love that um hate it as a Jags fan because it's so good for the Colts love the pick just as a football fan um moving on we have our last trade of the day and that is the Steelers moving up two spots um with the Titans and this might catch Austin off guard a little bit because I changed the pick um at first I had Najee Harris here but I actually yeah you did but I actually decided one of what makes more sense is trading up and getting Creed Humphrey center out of Oklahoma Um, knowing that the jets need an offensive lineman uh, they want to the Steelers want to make sure they get their guy and knowing that no running backs have come off the board yet if they need to they can trade up early in the second round they got all night to figure out who they can trade up with to early into the second round so let's take care of the their awful offensive line last year which is really weird to say because the Steelers have had such a good offensive line for so long but last year it was like historically bad Um, let's get a guy here Pouncy retired, you're replacing him with Humphrey, and then you can get your running back in round two.
0: Well, son of a gun, now we have, oh, uh, Najee Harris, not even in the first round. Look at us. Cor- okay. Cor- correct. Correct. <laughs> you're just setting up so you get him in round two to start. Slide I don't, dog.
1: I don't want Slide him in dog round you. two. I don't want him in round you're two. You're a liar.
0: You're such a liar. You're telling me, yeah, bullshit you would be ecstatic if you got Najee Harris at the start or if you at pick 33
1: for sure i i mean for sure would i didn't make that change because of that purpose because actually the way that okay. i don't want to give away the next pick or the jags next pick i we could talk about that at the end we could talk about all this
0: all right all right well hey the jets are up here they do need an offensive lineman they just miss out on creed humphrey so let's go ahead and get a guy that you know Play tackle, athletic, but we're going to move him inside to the left guard or right guard. Uh, most likely left guard here is for the Jets. Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, the tackle out of USC. Like I said, they have him listed as a tackle. He's probably going to move inside uh, and be as a guard. And you know what? That's not a bad gig. You start at left tackle in college, you move inside to guard in the NFL. You're still getting millions of dollars. You're still first round draft pick. Yeah, you get to go from California uh, to New York. You're living in pretty good spots. You got to love it, you got to enjoy it. The Jets just continue to rebuild here.
1: I love it. Um, I mean, you got to protect your quarterback. So I really like that. All right. So now the Titans are up after trading back from 22 to 24. And they are going to take the defensive lineman, Levi Onzerike. Onzerike? I think that's how you pronounce it. Onzerike. I think that's right. So um, Better than what I would have done. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. It's it's weird. The E part is weird. Um, I've heard it so many different ways, but I think it's just like E anyways doesn't matter we all know what i'm talking about i think i got i i'm pretty sure i got that one right (laughs) um out of washington defensive lineman it it's just another just badass dude on this defense like the titans defense was bad last year but they still have just like dogs on that defense and i'm just like i really really like you (laughs) and um Mm -hmm. i think this just solidifies it put him next to Simmons their other defensive linemen and you're good to go you got Evans in the middle as your linebacker oh man it it's ex- it's exactly what they need and they know that they have to stop all these running backs uh they know they have to stop James Robinson and whoever else is going to be the number two if it's Carlos Hyder whatever for the Jags they have to stop all of the running backs the Colts have if it's Jonathan Taylor if it's Hines if it's Matt like it doesn't matter like they know they have to stop them and that's what this pick does
0: yeah, it absolutely does. And some people might, you know, be, excuse me, seeing this and like, why in the world are the Titans taking a defensive tackle? You know, they need help in the secondary. They need another receiver. They need help on the offensive line. Hey, you're right. But guess what? There's depth at those positions in the draft, like I was talking about earlier. And my guy, Mello, or I guy, our guy, Melo, I should say, excuse me, uh, made a great point when he did his final mock draft uh, today that he put out. Um, and it said, hey, those positions all have depth. The defensive line does not have depth this year in the draft. So if you find a guy that you like, you better freaking get him while you can. Even if you trade down two spots and acquire more picks in the draft and you still land them, that's a pretty good setup right there. And Mike Vrabel has got to love that. I know he loves his defensive linemen. He wants him to be big, stout, and strong. You get it right here with this guy. Next up to Jacksonville Jaguars, Pat Fairmuth is available from Penn State. That is what you're doing. You get your quarterback of the future in Trevor Lawrence. You have the receiving weapons in LaVisca Chenault. You got DJ Shark. You have a running back. You're just missing that tight end. Get a guy that they call Baby Gronk out of Penn State, and Pat Fairmuth, and that offense is going to be fun. I mean, shoot, what else could Urban Meyer be asking for here? You know, like that's a perfect setup to walk into as a first year head coach with a team that has been struggling, but at the same time has been building the right way. You just now get to deal with all the presents that have flourished into beautiful flowers. That's a weird analogy, but it works.
1: It does work. And I, I like it because they also got Marvin Jones for their wide receiver three. And that's why I'm okay with them not going wide receiver here and maybe doing that in the second round or third round here. So I love this. It's just another weapon. Um, it's it's exciting times for the Jags offense. It's it's going to be pretty dang cool. And I mean, there's there's ties here. I've been talking to Austin about this for a long time. Penn state's old like tight end coach. Like he is now on the Jaguars coaching staff. Like they know exactly what they'd get out of Pat and you know, he's going to be pounding the table for him. So love this moving on to the Browns. It's weird seeing this everywhere, like wherever you read, but yes, legit, maybe a top three, most talented roster in the NFL in the Cleveland Browns. Um, And they are going to get what a lot of people consider the number one defensive tackle in this class but he's going to go number two and that is christian barrymore out of alabama i think that this kid is he's raw but he has a ton of talent he started really going off at the second half of the year and with them dropping um sheldon richardson they just Mm -hmm. need that they need to fill this in and it's a plug and play situation and with them also getting Clowney, which I remember we have not talked about on this podcast, we talked about it personally, oh, but not shit. on the podcast. They also signed Clowney in the last week or so. And so just another big bodied guy on this defensive line that is super athletic.
0: And it, I mean, it really just feels like the Browns are going to go defense. Like you look at the offense and so they got a quarterback, they got great running backs. They have a good tight end in Austin Hooper. They rebuilt their offensive line. They have the receiving weapons. I mean, the defense is pretty good too. This where you spend a lot of the draft at lately, but man, if you get a guy like this to go up front with to stay in between to <laughs> Clowney. Oh, and miles Garrett, who's still on your team. Uh, that's a pretty good pick right here at, at number 26 in the first round. You got to love it as a Browns fan. I feel like that's something I've been saying a lot. And something we're going to love here as a Ravens fan, uh, they're getting Terrace Marshall. They're getting the receiver out of LSU. Some people would say Rashad Bateman. I think that's a guy that falls. You look at Terrace Marshall. He is a little bit bigger. Um, you know, he didn't have maybe the the highlight tape that you want coming out of college with Jamar Chase being there, Justin Jefferson, um, and then, you know, the season of poor quarterback play this year. But Terrace Marshall is a guy that's going to make a difference. That big body receiver that Lamar Jackson desperately needs, that offense desperately needs. Um, if they want to continue to pass the ball and develop Lamar Jackson and that offense more than just a running game, I think this is a guy that comes in and makes an immediate impact on the offense, another LSU guy that they take. You got Patrick Queen to make an impact last year. Maybe Terrace Marshall could be that for you as well this year
1: yeah they need this and i don't know why they don't just go and sign antonio brown as well like just get hollywood brown get antonio brown get Terrace marshall and like there's your receiving core you have, you have willis yep. and then and you're still. ready
0: to lose in the afc championship game it's beautiful uh,
1: to them that's an, that might be success though like they haven't gotten there so um i mean that's haha funny joke
0: whoa. cunningham jeez
1: yikes um, all right moving on to the saints speaking of losing in the nfc championship game um greg Newsom, cornerback out of northwestern that is going to be the pick here let's get another defensive back here um let's let's keep it going you know what you're gonna get out of everybody in this division that wants to throw the ball we saw what the the i almost said patriots what the buccaneers can do um obviously with what we're playing out here uh, you know what the Panthers are going to be doing if they end up with Kyle Pitts, and then you know what the Falcons are going to do so or sorry the Falcons aren't in that division are? Oh yes they are sorry, sorry, I just had a total brain fart looking at the Packers I was like wait they're not even in that division, yes they are. Um, so you know just tons of tons of great passers and pass catchers, so you need to get as many defensive backs as possible for the Saints.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's good for them. You know what I mean? You got to continue to add to that defense with the offenses that you have in that division. Next up, though, the Green Bay Packers. You know what? They they traded up to get a quarterback last year, and everyone was just pissed that they have yet to take a playmaker on the offensive side of the ball in the first round, and who knows how long. Well, hey, you get it right here, Aaron Rodgers. You won an MVP last year. Let's reward you with another receiver to go opposite of Devontae Adams and a guy that you can rely on And Rashad Bateman uh, from the University of Minnesota um, or Minnesota University, whatever way it goes, snip, snap, snip, snap. You understand what I'm saying? Rashad Bateman to the Green Bay Packers is a freaking steal, in my opinion, for them moving forward. Now, this is a team that I would also keep an eye on taking a linebacker um, at this spot. But I think them going receiver, you get a guy like Rashad Bateman Great impact player, guy who's going to help you out immediately. Um, And Aaron Rodgers is happy because they finally drafted a receiver right there in round one.
1: Yeah, finally. They finally get something like that. All right, now the bills are up, and I'm going with pass rusher. Jason Owe from uh Penn State, just another Penn State dude. Let's get a raw dude that's – he might not have everything clicking right now, but he's super young, super athletic. And you know that this coaching staff is going to be able to coach guys up like that. You have to be able to keep getting pressure. Um, They clearly saw what even the bucks did against the chiefs. Right. And it's just like, we didn't do that. And that is why we lost that game. They have to know that they're going to get after quarterbacks in the AFC if they're going to make a run.
0: Yeah. And I I think this is, not necessarily a steal but i mean this is a good value right here at the end of round one like this is a guy who is extremely fast and is a one hell of a football player and you get him right here so you're loving life as a bills fan. that's something i've been saying numerous times um in this in this part of the podcast as we do this mock draft but i mean there's just if these players fall in this order in these situations like this is great for these teams you know what i mean this is a successful day one now not every single one of these guys is going to hit but Hopefully you're hitting in the right situation or the position value that you're hoping for at this point in the draft. Uh, Next up, the Baltimore Ravens are once again, the chiefs traded with him for Orlando Brown jr. So they now have pick 31. They're going to take linebacker, Zayven Collins out of Tulsa, continue to bolster that defense get a guy to go next to Patrick queen for the future. Moving forward. I think this is a good plug and play type of guy. You have your secondary, you have your defensive line. You get this guy right here in Zayven Collins, who you know, can make plays, has been successful at the University of Tulsa. Kind of not being valued as high, but, you know, in Teresa's top five, he was up there. So you'd love to see it here as a Ravens fan. I need to find a new phrase. I'm annoying myself. you got to love it. You're going to love this. You're going to love that. Yeah, you freaking are.
1: I mean, it's accurate. It's an accurate statement. So it's totally fine. And then let's move on to pick 32, and that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, we kind of talked about this before. We don't know that Antonio Brown is going to be back there. So let's get another slot receiver. And it's Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. Uh, this is a dude that will eat up slot cornerback, safeties, linebackers, whoever guards him. Like he is he is what Tom Brady just dreams about for a slot receiver there. Like it is going to be awesome. And then you got your two guys on the outside. Like this offense is just going to be amazing once again.
0: Yeah. And included with Scotty Miller, a guy who kind of went underneath the radar last year, but started making plays at the end of the year. That's his Julian Edelman, uh, Wes Welker guy, but you get a guy like Elijah Moore. I mean, who knows who that's going to be in that offense with, with Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Just give him that ball underneath and let him fly.
1: Yep. For sure. All right. So that does it for the 32 picks. Obviously a lot of very, very talented players that did not make it into this. Um, Including every running back. We did not have a running back taken, which mm-hmm. means, you know, if like it fell down like this, like, you know, there would be like at least three trades in the first, like five or six picks mm-hmm. on day two for everybody wanting to get those running backs that slipped out.
0: Oh, I mean, absolutely. Like uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars at pick 33. I'm sure they're taking Najee Harris immediately. Not even taking a second guess. Like, yeah, Robinson was good. Yeah. Najee Harris is even freaking better. So that's going to be one hell of a one-two-punch duo. You could get rid of Carlos Hyde if need be. The New York Jets, they'd probably take a running back as well. I mean, honestly, the first three picks right there might be all like running backs.
1: Um, yeah, Yeah. you're right, because it's going to be the Falcons, right? So, yeah. uh, uh, or sorry, no. Who is pick th- who's pick three in the second round?
0: The Falcons, yeah.
1: No, the Falcons are the fourth pick. In round so. two?
0: It goes Jacksonville 33, yeah. the New York Jets 34, the Atlanta Falcons 35,
1: Miami's 36, Philadelphia 36. Got it. Sorry, I had I had them in Miami mixed up. So okay. Um, so yeah, you're right. Absolutely could be. It could be a Harris, ETN, Williams, like whatever the case may be there. Um, that would be crazy. Um, I mean, let's not forget guys like Jonathan Taylor fell last year into the second round, and the Colts traded up, um, stole them from the Jags, trading up a like a spot or two ahead of them when the Jags were reported like locked in on him. So, um, yeah, there's that, there's still tons of good wide receivers on the board, still tons of good defensive players. Uh, like the first two rounds are super exciting. A lot of people say this draft, like just isn't that doesn't have that much depth to it overall, but I think there's just a ton of good, good players that you're going to be seeing in in round three and round four that are just still there. So super exciting. Yep.
0: Yeah, I feel uh, much more excited for this draft this year because I'm more aware of those guys that will be available in around three, four, and five that I wasn't last year. Um, so it's just kind of like the the memory bank of players for this year's draft. I'm kind of excited to see like see a guy in here and be like, you know exactly where he played, what position, and what school, and be like, oh, wow, that is, that's a good pickup for this team at that. You know what I mean? At this point in the draft or kind of like, oh, wow, why'd they – why they select him so early and just having those conversations back and forth with Melo as we're watching the draft uh, on Thursday and Friday night, I think it's going to be an enjoyable weekend. That is for sure.
1: Absolutely. Um, do you think there is at all a chance that the Packers trade Jordan love? No, no. I kind of think there because- is because
0: the reason I say no, and I didn't say it as assertively or as surely as I would like to have with what I'm about to say, but they did the same thing with Brett Favre. You know what I mean? Like they took Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers fell in the lap. That's kind of how they look at Jordan Love. It's like, wow, this guy just kept falling down the board. We're going to trade up and get him. Like give him a couple of years to sit back there, process the game, learn it, see it for, through the eyes and play of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, And then if something happens or goes down and Aaron Rodgers is on a new team or is no longer with the Green Bay Packers for any way, you know, fashion, you have a guy who's ready to play and knows the coach and knows the staff and the playbook, you know, through and through. And all he's got to do is make enough plays where Green Bay Packers are like, well, sweet, look at us. We're going on about 45 years of having a franchise quarterback if it works out with Jordan Love because it worked out with Brett Favre for so long. It worked out with Aaron Rodgers for so long. Hopefully you can go three for three here.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I think you're right because like not very often you see a first round quarterback get (laughs) traded the next year. It's happened, (laughs) Uh, but not when they don't play. Right. It's usually when you do see him play. Um, Yeah. But I'm just trying to think of like scenarios here. Like let's just say be traded to let's say, well, I, I was just going through that example here. Just trying to figure out a scenario. Let's just do the most obvious scenario. Patriots aren't able to trade up they're sitting there at 15 they want a quarterback they call and say that they want him knowing Jalen Waddell is still on the board for the Packers and they go Jalen Waddle is the opposite of what we need from Devontae Adams we get that extra playmaker on offense
0: that would be intriguing so you would trade Jordan Love and then, like, four New Englands first? Yeah. Would you swap first or no?
1: No. It, no, I would – honestly, I would – for a quarterback like that, I actually would probably expect New England to give up 15-plus some. No shit. Yeah. I'm not saying anything crazy. I'm not saying like another first rounder, but I'm like maybe like a fourth and like a seventh or something like that included in it, something like that.
0: I wonder if the Packers would do that in like fear of, man, this guy's going to hit New England and we're going to have to watch this dynasty in the AFC again. I wonder if like an NFC team cares about that.
1: I don't think they do because I think that they're like, look at us. We're the Packers that have been in the NFC championship back-to-back years and both years we just needed an extra offensive weapon. (laughs) <laughs> like that's what they've needed both times they have somebody else besides Devonte adams consistently in that game against the bucks they win that game
0: dude do you think there's any way green bay can trade up and take pat fairmuth like that would be terrifying 100%
1: good
0: Huh? Because where are they? Ha- where are they at in round two? Sorry, where th- I'm treating this like We're a doing trade right now. I'm sorry.
1: You're good. Um, they got to be around sixty. Green Bay has ten 60?
0: picks. They have ten picks in the draft. Because I'm thinking round two, they're gonna go linebacker. They they freaking better. Hello? What's wrong? I don't know. I talked and you stopped.
1: Oh, I I just thought you were still talking. Here we go. Now this is super awkward oh. for
0: everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like a 10-second like pause. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. But, like, Green Bay, I mean, yeah, Green Bay has 10 picks. I mean, shoot, they could trade up in round one and get an offensive weapon like they did last year. Keep your second round. I mean – Maybe I just don't value draft picks like some teams do, but like if I had that many picks in the back end, I would just trade them to trade up in the draft and get guys that I want. Hundred percent. So like Like, I'm not like pick six like round six and seven. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Like totally. I'll I'll take my the guy that I want round one two three and four and build from there and just see if I hit around five six and seven. See you guys later. We're gonna go to bed early. Like
1: most most of those guys don't hit anyway. So um totally get it. All right, uh, sorry, I'm just going through here. What if if the Broncos can't trade up and the Broncos say give us pick 29 and Jordan Love for number nine?
0: I like where your mind's at, but... I just don't think that Denver would move on from Drew Locke to Jordan Love. You know what I mean? With the guy they know just needs to find a way to handle the blitz better versus a guy who they haven't seen live at all.
1: I mean, then why would they consider – I mean, why would they consider any quarterback in this draft, class Then, Like, why would they consider Trey Lance like, if they wouldn't mm-hmm. consider Jordan Love?
0: Because, because Trey Lance is, is fresh, right? He's fresh out of college. Jordan Love has just been sitting in the NFL. Like, you don't. And he was kind of a question mark coming out of college too,
1: right? Like Yeah, but Trey Lance hasn't played in a year either. Too fucking shade, bro. God damn it. <laughs> 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 I'm just throwing yeah. shit
0: out there. No, I know, oh. but, like, I don't have an argument. Like, I just, that makes sense. It's a possibility, of course. It's
1: just uh, in the end, I don't think the Packers are getting rid of him, but I love playing these games of like, what are these mm-hmm. possibilities? And like, what would it actually take for them to? Because, like, the Packers came out, I think it was today, actually, and was like, and given it, I get it. It's coach talking something. They're like, Aaron Rodgers is our guy. For the foreseeable future, which I, I get, right? I understand. Like, mm-hmm. they, they kind of just have to say that he won the MVP last year. Like, what else are you going to say? But also, I kind of believe it. <laughs> I kind of think he, no matter what, he's the guy for at least two more years. If he's your guy for two more years, he's your guy because you think you can try to win a Super Bowl. So, why would you not trade an asset for a piece that is going to help you win that Super Bowl? Like, you go all in. You do, honestly, you do what the Rams are doing right now. Like that's what you do. Like you just go all in. Like I'm all for that. Um. I mean, that's I just I wonder me. if
0: people were having this discussion when Aaron Rodgers was sitting behind Brett Favre for like three years.
1: I think it was. I think it was a thing Um, on one of towards the end of the year or towards the end of like the Favre thing. It was like, like you got to either just trade him. Like that was the ultimatum, right? It was like, it's time to either trade Aaron Rodgers and get an asset or it's time to just move on from Brett Favre. And they yeah. eventually obviously moved on from Brett Favre. But Brett Favre also wasn't playing as well as Aaron Rodgers is playing when he left. Like Brett yeah. Favre then, right, went and didn't – but then he ended up going to Minnesota and played amazing. But that wasn't like – he wasn't playing like that for the Packers, like what he did mm-hmm. for the Vikings. Yeah, because so. that
0: was kind of like a redemption type tour deal.
1: Yeah. So, so. it would be interesting. I would – like it would be an interesting just like storyline in general, right? First round quarterback that a team traded up for didn't play because the vet played, then won MVP, and then they traded him <laughs> for <laughs> a wide receiver who everybody said they should have just taken a wide receiver last year, anyways. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> and now they won a Super Bowl. Player.
1: Yeah. Oh man, it'd be it'd be awesome to see. I'd be I'm. I expect tons of trades. Like I think a lot of people are saying this, but I'm with them. Like last year there was no trades. Like it was like Mm -hmm. incredibly low. Like this year, I think there's going to be a ton. So,
0: yeah, I hope they, they make up for last year's. Like, I hope it is just a back and forth of like, holy shit. Like just, there's all the trades. Like Roger Goodell is back and forth on the podium. Like another trade here. They're on the clock. And he walks back. He's like, they've made the pick. And it's like trade 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 like i would love to see one pick we trade like three times that would be amazing
1: it really would all right it's draft week super exciting my light just fell down that was awesome so all right well that does it for us happy draft week everybody i hope your team gets exactly who you want them to get except for you fucking titans and tonight we've been talking football (laughs)